Hello and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. Hey, I'm also here with Richard Kaysen. Richard is a fellow podcaster. He's been uh, outspoken on so many of the issues that uh, that I've discussed on my show and that are being discussed out there in our society today. And I asked him to come on the show and talk about some of these issues that have been going on recently, such as the raid on Mar-a-Lago or the raid on Mike Lindell from MyPillow and a few other things that he's going to uh, share his uh, his knowledge on. So, uh, hey, Richard, thanks for being here. I appreciate you uh, having me on again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've just had some technical difficulties. That's what Richard is referring to. We've had to reschedule and we finally got on. And uh, hopefully I, I'm sure it's going to be well worth the wait. So, hey, Richard, so let's uh, let's start off with just giving everybody a little bit of your background and and what you're doing now and how you got started in the world that you're in. Well, I started Really, two months out of high school, I was hired into radio, and I was just a behind-the-scenes guy running the control board and all that. They eventually let me on the air, uh, 100,000-watt country station from midnight to 6 a.m. That eventually became a midday classic rock gig. I was an award winner for the uh, Missouri Broadcasters Association DJ of the Year in 99 after being in the business only two and a half years. I uh, was other, you know, I was second to Rush Limbaugh only in the ratings locally. So uh, happy to take a back seat to him on that. <laughs> but I uh, transferred from Poplar Bluff, Missouri to Cape Girardeau, where I was the number one evening guy uh, in parts of four states on the radio. And then over to Southern Illinois, same thing, uh, top rated midday and afternoon talent uh, along the way about six months into my radio run, started doing stand-up comedy and realized very quickly how how fickle stand-up comedy can be because my absolute first time on stage, I had never even been in a comedy club before. And I went up there with my panicky five minutes and actually made it through and got a lot of accolades from people that came on after me saying, hey, watch this guy, he's gonna be something. And the second time I went up, I died just ate it right there on stage. And I learned very quickly that comedy is any given night until you really know what you're doing. And now with uh, radio, and it's been kind of an on again, off again journey with, with comedy and stints and retail and going back to that just because real life, Jerry, it gets in the way and sometimes you have to take care of that. And right when COVID happened, that sort of just when my comedy schedule was picking up, places that would normally have me now have all these restrictions imposed on them. So that was kind of the end of my comedy run. Conveniently, an opportunity to come back on the air came, this time as a talk show host, which is really all I wanted to do in the first place. Never wanted to be a DJ, just kind of fell into that. But I now host my uh, show. We originate from 1240 KFMO Sunday nights from uh, 10 Eastern to midnight, uh, 9 p.m. to 11 Central, also on KFMO.com on Sunday nights and Mondays. I post the first hour of that on FrankSpeech.com. And if people want to get the full show, they can go to Patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Join the Dollar Club. It's literally $1 a month, and they have access to the whole show that they may have missed and past shows. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm finally doing my talk show after all these years. Yeah, very good. I mean, it's great how you you bring in comedy because I think that uh, to be 
to be, uh, you know, being on the radio or podcasting, whatever, people have to enjoy listening to you. And that's really important. And I think comedy does come into play when we're talking about so much of today's politics, because so much of what's going on, honestly, is laughable. And and actually, if it wasn't so serious, we would we could laugh at so much of this this stuff that's going on. So let's actually start with um, what I found is was very humorous from a satirical perspective. And that was how um, how Governor Ron DeSantis sent 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard and the reaction of the people from Martha's Vineyard, who are almost all far left. Uh, they are, you know, consider themselves a sanctuary city or they're sanctuary believers. And yet within 48 hours, they called in the National Guard to get rid of these people. So what's your take on on what happened? Am I off on that at all? No, you're you're not off on that at all. What Governor DeSantis did, he exposed once again, liberal hypocrisy because they they overall want the the numbers of these immigrants in the United States and they they want access to them when it's convenient for them but as far as taking them as individuals and as and as people they're not interested and they never were interested it's about in the old days of say 7 or 8 years ago i think it was about trying to get numbers and identities to gain more votes but now because they can just rig an election electronically. I'm not sure why they are importing the numbers of people in the, the way that they are, because I don't think it's a, a cheat by voting thing anymore. I think it's some sort of other agenda, which I'm, I'm not quite sure what it is other than just to inflate the population for some reason. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's, it's a good point. I, I think that they like chaos. I think that they love creating a mess. And look, the fact of the matter is, is that the challenges that they faced in that 48 hour period with illegals just showing up is a legitimate complaint that they had. The problem is, is they want other cities, border cities to deal with that, uh, with the challenges that come with illegal immigrants. And uh, they're facing it in real time, in real life. And instead of saying, hey, maybe we get this, maybe we should close the border, they simply just ship them out and then act all self-righteous that that they... Well, I think it was Hillary Clinton. She was accusing DeSantis of human trafficking. And I'm thinking, well, who who are the ones Mm -hmm. encouraging them to come in here in the first place? And who is rewarding them for coming here and who is flying them under cover of night to any and all cities and splitting up, you know, where are the kids going? Right. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, Biden has been shipping, flying in the middle of the night illegals to other parts of the country. They've been doing this forever. So we do it uh, in, in Martha's Vineyard and it's national news and it's and it's horrible. So. Uh, so going from one hypocrisy and one, quite frankly, you know, inappropriate, highly inappropriate behavior to another, we go into the FBI. The FBI is getting a lot of scrutiny lately, and we know that the FBI was extremely corrupt when it came to the whole Russia collusion uh, with Trump. We know about some of these, you know, Peter Stroke, 
Uh, you know, he was the FBI agent. The FBI was leaking. Um, and the like. So recently, the FBI raided Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. And they also raided Mike Lindell and took his phone. So let's start with mm-hmm. with uh, Donald, the raid on Donald Trump. What's your take on what happened there? Well, it was unprecedented and it was uncalled for and it was obviously politically motivated from the start this is uh it's just another example of how the fbi has been weaponized to be used against political opponents um the doj when it when it first happened department of justice was blaming the fbi the fbi was blaming the department of justice biden denied having any knowledge of it whatsoever turns out Department of Justice was the ones who pulled the trigger on it. Biden knew all about it the whole time. They are, I mean, it's a its a cliche at this point, but they are literally the Gestapo, the, the SS. They're one or a couple of uh, points away from just literally taking people, and you may not hear from them again. As far as Mike Lindell goes, I mean, they violated his, I think it was his first, Fourth and Fifth Amendments. When they court, I, have you heard the the whole story? He was on, uh, I think, Steve Bannon the other day, and he was telling what happened. Him, him and his friend were coming back from a hunting trip. They pulled into a Hardee's, and uh, the woman, without even reading back the order to him, from what I understand, just told him to pull forward. And as they pulled forward, here comes one FBI vehicle, another one right behind them, and another one beside and, and box them in and introduce themselves as. FBI and he wanted to see badges and and ID and they just kind of ask him all these questions about well why do you travel in this plane all the time what are you doing what's this all about and after 40 or so minutes they say that they have a warrant to seize his phone which he runs all of his companies on a company that I am proud to endorse their product of and uh, frankspeech.com being one of his companies that my show is is on so i take it pretty personally because uh mr lindell we've only exchanged a a couple of texts in the 10 or so months that we've been in business but i take it very personally because he is literally paul revere out here on a midnight ride he's doing everything he can putting his reputation on the line his company his fortune to get the word out that This is not a conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy fact. The 2020 election was stolen and the FBI has been weaponized against any and all parties who they're they're trying to criminalize the opinion that the election was stolen. And it starts with Trump. It extends to his supporters like Mike Lindell and others. And eventually, this is what I think the 87,000 new IRS agents that hopefully are proficient with firearms are in. That's what the ad said. It, I mean, when when are people going to, to open up and, and see what's happening and that they just can't la-di-da their way through life anymore? Yeah, it's exactly right. It's the reason what happened with, with Trump and with Mike Lindell and so many others, by the way. There's a lot of people that have been involved with Trump, you know, uh, uh, Roger Stone, and there, there's a number of other people that have had their lives turned upside down 
you know, bankrupted, you know, with legal fees over silly or or absolutely nothing. We have people in jail from January 6th, people's homes raided who were mm-hmm. simply simply there on January 6th, uh, had their and homes the raided. People that are doing the accusing are nine times out of 10, the ones committing the crimes. Yeah, exactly. I don't have any doubt that January 6th was a false flag. I don't have any doubt that the election was stolen. They pull these crimes off. Your Russian collusion, that was Russian collusion between Biden and Hillary Mm -hmm. and Russia. Anything that they are guilty of, they project onto us consistently. 100%. 100%. Whatever they're accusing us of, you know that they're actually secretly doing themselves. That is 100% the case. But but what has been happening with the FBI and what they're doing is something that should be concerning to everybody. The Bill of Rights was put in place because of abuses like this by Great Britain. And throughout mm-hmm. history, they understood that, that governments can be uh, you know, tyrannical by going in and accusing, falsely accusing people of things. That's why there's, you know, probable cause to search your house or your home, right? Or your car. You, there has to be probable cause. They can't just do this. Uh, just search it for the heck of it. Um, so whether you agree or disagree with the the beliefs about the election, right? We're not going to get into the details of that here. I, I'm with you on the election. I think it was absolutely uh, you know, full of problems. Uh, but regardless of what you think, anyone has the right to say what they think about the election, just like Absolutely. Hillary had the right to say she thought the 2016 was stolen from her. Right. We could debate whether that was true or not. It was not true. I mean, she's you know full of it, but she had the right to say that. And that's really the underlying issue here is the freedom of speech without being attacked and having your civil liberties taken, your your phone taken, your house searched, and so on. All right, so in general, I, I, I would love to know where you think the Biden presidency is going and what they're doing. Is he, is he mentally unstable? I mean, that, like, that's a serious question. I mean, I don't, I don't think that there's any doubt anymore. No, I don't think there's any doubt anymore. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things, it's an easy target to make fun of, what we would call low-hanging fruit, but when the state of the country is involved, when people's lives, when people's jobs, and just everything is revolves around the decisions of this guy, well, supposedly the, the decisions of this guy, but I, I don't think he has an opinion on anything. I don't think he has a particular position on much as long as it enriches him and as long as it makes his handlers look good. As far as where the uh, Biden presidency is going, this is my honest belief that if the election, the 2022 midterms here, if they are not tampered with, I think that if they are allowed to happen and if uh, what we think is going to happen is going to happen, because even the Democrats are expecting kind of a hard defeat this time, uh, which tells me that maybe they don't have a plan to take it this time. Uh, I'm hoping so. But in the event that they lose, I think that the Democrats are going to come to Joe and say, you got to be the president for a little while. It's time for you to step aside. 
we're going to move Kamala up. And originally, I figured Kamala, while they still have a Democrat Congress, because the new one won't be sworn in until uh, January. So while they still have a Democrat Congress, my original idea was that Kamala would nominate Hillary Clinton so that she would be the vice president and get approval while they still had Congress. And then the Democrats would pull the same stunt. You got to be the president for a little while, Kamala. Step aside, elevate Hillary. But practically speaking, now I think it'll be uh, Kamala Harris moving up and her nominating Gavin Newsom to be the VP because he's been making a lot of visits to the White House. And I think he's being brought up to speed on what they're doing. And I truly think that Biden has weeks left. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all. I think all everything that you said is a possibility. He's killed them in the polling. He's devastated them. Yeah. Now, just a question, and I've said this to people who've asked about you know Biden and Biden and Biden. Certainly, he's a disaster. There's no question. But what's really a disaster are his policies, right? And those policies are the same policies that Kamala Harris would have, that Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton would have, that Barack Obama had. They're the same policies of Gavin Newsom, the same policies of any Democrat who would have gotten if Mayor Pete had gotten elected. Right. But Joe Biden certainly doesn't have sort of the charisma that Barack Obama had. Right. Or the ability for people to say, hey, I'm not going to criticize him because he's our first black president kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that things would be any different if if someone else was in the presidency? Um, a different Democrat? No. Yeah. Um, it would be the same basic principles and philosophies because I think uh, Mayor Pete would have his handler. I think Kamala would have her handler. Uh, even Obama had his handler. Uh, I think Biden, he was selected uniquely because of his connection to Ukraine and China. There is, uh, he is a very useful tool for the Chinese Communist Party. And I have no doubt that uh, while Mayor Pete may have been younger and Kamala may have uh, filled a certain quota here, Biden was the one that had the connection that was most beneficial for China. And that's why they pulled what they pulled with the election. It's all by design. Um, It's no accident that in literally the first few hours of Biden's so-called presidency, what was the first thing he did? He canceled domestic drilling and he killed the Keystone Pipeline, which leads right to the economic problems that we have now. That's not incompetency. That isn't bad management. That's intentional. And those orders came from somewhere. They came from China because they own it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I think that the whole Democrat Party is is only out for their own personal power and glory and wealth and those around them. And so they're always going to do those things that are in their benefit and not to the benefit of the country. And I think that that's the one thing we saw with Trump. You know, Trump was Trump was probably the the first president who became poorer upon becoming president or running for president. Right. And Mm -hmm. so so he had everything to lose in a sense. So I want to ask my my final question is is on the hypocrisy of the left. So the left is always hypocritical. Right. They, they want to warn us that we need to get off fossil fuels and reduce our carbon 
footprint because the world's going to end, but they have five homes that are 10 times larger than most people and they fly around on private jets, right? The, the hypocrisy is always there. They complain that the rich don't pay their fair share, yet they have lawyers and accountants taking advantage of every tax law possible, which they should. I don't blame them, right? Mm-hmm. They're constantly hypocritical. Do you think that... And it seems like they don't care that they are when they're caught, right? Do you think that it's truly that they look at it as no, 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 those are the rules for you, not for me? Or do you rules think rules for thee, not for me? Do you think that they believe these things? For example, the the environment issues. Do they? Do you think they really believe that the world is going to end in ten years or twelve years, whatever it is? Okay, great question, and I've thought about this a lot. I think. Uh, I think when a lot of them may start out like your AOCs that are fairly new to this, um, I think a lot of them start off as true believers. And I think over time, a certain cynicism uh, takes root. And I think they realize that it's a scam, but that A, it's a way to get votes and B, it's a way to raise money. And even though they mature enough to know that it's really not workable and not feasible and not American, they know that they can appeal to other true believers and get their vote doing it. So I think they, you know, Bernie Sanders, I thought uh, he started off as a true blue communist, but he owns three homes and he likes his money. Um, it, it basically comes down to that. That's what it is. It's hypocrisy. And, and they, because they have the media on their side who won't call them out for it. It's just, hey, look at look at those mean Republicans. Look at what they do. Um, I, I always like to play the substitution game because, for example, if, uh, say, Trump had decided to uh, launch a, a raid on Chappaqua, uh, no, not Chappaquiddick, that's where the Kennedys live. Chappaqua. Um, which, whichever place uh, Hillary and Bill live right now in, in New York. Um, there's probably a lot more uh, criminal cause to go after her and to raid their residence and see what's going on. But in the four years that he was president, he didn't do it for, for whatever reason. So um, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's just a matter of uh, wanting to have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed before you do that. And he was being bogged down with so many other things that he, he couldn't get around to making that a priority. And with the Democrats, that's always the priority. So they have that time. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said and why and how that progression goes. There are true believers. And then eventually, I think it also becomes a situation where they have to continue with these beliefs in order to advance in their party. Right. You couldn't have a Democrat who eventually goes, you know, this this climate change stuff. I, I've looked at the data and it's not real. Right. They, they their career would be over unless they became a Republican. Right. And so I think, you know, it reality becomes diminished. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. It's what they have to say and do in order to advance their careers. And, and this is what uh, tells me that all of this is intentional from the start is because, um, say, Biden, let's say he was legitimately elected and he comes along and he's sworn in as president. The smart politician would leave things exactly the way they were and take all the credit and say, hey, look at what I did. 
but he's not smart. He was taking orders from someone else, which was take everything that's been prosperous for the past four years and break it in half. Yep. And, so it's and all intentional. It, it is. And it's, and they don't care and they'll continue to lie about it and blame other people and other things, the Putin price hike and right. Give me a break. So uh, yeah. it, it, this is a joke. So, but what is not a joke is Richard Kaysen who has been on and he uh, uh, really appreciate your insight and your thoughts. Uh, you had mentioned Frank speech was where your show was on. That's where I found you. I'm also on Frank speech. Just, just got on. Uh, just in the past couple of weeks. So um, welcome again, aboard. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I, I saw I was able to meet Mike just just a handshake uh, in uh, in Dallas at CPAC in August. But uh, and that's kind of what put me down that road. But uh, yeah. So again, remind everybody where they can connect to you and they can find you and they can listen. OK, so the uh, show originates from uh, 1240 KFMO and uh, KFMO.com Sunday nights at 10 Eastern, 9 Central, and they can catch the first hour for free the next day on uh, frankspeech.com. They can catch the entire show by joining the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. It's just a dollar a month. Um, I'm on Getter at Kaysen Radio, Truth Social at Kaysen Radio, and on Frank Social at Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Excellent. And for those listening and not watching, Kaysen is spelled C-A-S-O-N. So Richard Kaysen, uh, check him out. Richard, thanks for being here, man. I'm glad we were able to connect finally and uh, really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, I'd love to have you back. I'd love to come back, Jerry, anytime. Absolutely. So again, Richard Kaysen, uh, thanks for being here and thank all of you for listening to this episode of Fee Day's podcast. Please check out all my podcasts and all the different podcast apps on YouTube, on Rumble, and both Richard and I on frankspeech.com. Check us out there. That's Mike Lindell's site. And um, also you can catch my show on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on rightamericamedia.com. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time.